0: Good morning, Waterstone. Good morning. I'm Elsa Wolf. I'm the director of the bridge here at Waterstone, which is the fifth and sixth grade ministry. We might actually have some fifth and sixth graders out there. Yes. So um, I do. I love the fifth and sixth graders and I've been here for a while in that particular zone. And, and, and you know what? Um, I love the fifth and sixth graders, but I was telling Nick and Larry, I love you people. I love this, this body, and I want to be able to speak, and, and so I asked if I could maybe take part, and they said, oh, hey, we have this Proverbs series coming up. Would you like to you know, take one of those teachings? And I said, yes, so I get the list, right? Larry is teaching on true wisdom and, and um, healing and words and friendship, and Danielle speaks on on um, relationships and friendships, and, and Jesse speaks on making wise decisions, and Paul preaches on justice, and then it has my name, Elsa, playing the fool. Uh-huh. I'm not quite sure what was being said by that, but maybe they figure I've got a little experience. <laughs> so that's good. So anyway, so I started thinking right away, okay, the fool, the fool. And there was one thing literally just jumped into my mind. A am fool! Yeah. A am pitiful. <laughs> okay. Turn to your neighbor and say who that is and what show he was in, in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that guy, a pitiful. Who is it? Mr. T. What show was he in? The A-team, and Hannibal and all that, it was just awesome, kind of silly, but it was awesome. So that's what immediately jumped into my mind. But I mean, because the world understands foolishness, right? There are a whole bunch of um, quotes and, and people who talk about foolishness just in the world, quite aside from the Bible. For instance... Wise men say only fools rush in. Yeah, you know, that's a little Elvis. So, I mean, there you go. Thank you. Stop, stop. Okay, so Elvis kind of got that. Only fools fall in love. Ah, from William Shakespeare, the classics. A fool thinks himself to be wise, but a wise man knows himself to be a fool. That's pretty wise from William, Bill, I call him. A fool and his money are soon parted, an old English proverb. And yet, from Will Rogers, we have, yeah. Now, Will Rogers said that in the 40s. I'm just saying he was ahead of his time. So, um, (laughs) And then we have, any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain, and most fools usually do. Mm -hmm. Benjamin Franklin, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Uh, got to get a little Bruce Lee in there. Showing off is a fool's idea of glory. So there's some wisdom right there from, from just our culture. They get the idea of foolishness and, and a, hopefully a little bit about wisdom. But you know, the other thing that came to my mind as I was thinking about foolishness, you know, I work with fifth and sixth graders. So I know there's this show, it's called Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? So I was thinking maybe we could do our own version, Waterstone's very first edition of Are You Wiser Than a Fifth Grader? Here it is, right for you, hosted by Ellen.
1: All right, all right, all right. Let's welcome our first contestants. We have Brad Haykoop and Michael Fox. Here we go, nice photo of Brad in fifth grade. And on my right, we have Emily Klaus and aiden Muller. all right there we go that is emily in fifth grade great let's get this started off boys we have three categories you can choose from home school and extracurriculars what would you like to start off with well
0: i, I have a home and i don't know much about school so let's Let's do home. Go home. Yeah,
1: let's go home. All right. We're starting out with the category of home. Home, here's your question. Your dad or your father is trying to give you advice regarding a really cute girl at school. Do you A, roll your eyes and pretend to listen, B, remind him that he's old-fashioned and doesn't know anything about the real world, or C, listen to his advice and give it serious consideration? I got this one. I got this one. It's easy. A and B. Oh, my gosh. A and B. <laughs> a and B. There has never been a time in this show's history. It's been A and B. It's A. It's A. All right. Let's see. The scoreboard (laughs) says. I'm sorry. A wise son, unlike Brad, heeds his father's instruction, but a (laughs) mocker does not respond to rebuke. No points for the boys. Let's go to the girls. Girls, what category would you like to choose? We play a (laughs) vowel. At school. Oh, school. 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 We're gonna go at school. Here's your question. There's a group of cool, sassy kids who want to join, who want you to join them during recess time. They keep getting in trouble and they make fun of other kids in your class. Do you, A, find someone else to play with, even if the cool kids make fun of you, B, join the cool kids because they're cool after all, or C, tell on them so they get in trouble?
0: For sure. If I've learned anything, it's to be cool and B is the right answer.
1: <laughs> All right, join the cool kids. Looks like someone with those Jared curls in fifth grade didn't hang out with cool kids. <laughs> Let's see what the scoreboard says. Walk with wise people and become wise. A companion of foolish people suffers harm. Sorry, Emily, no points for the girls. Let's go back over to the boys. I'd like to solve the puzzle right now. There is no puzzle, <laughs> different game show, but what? I do have a question for you regarding Nothing Extra. Nothing good happens after midnight, that's the answer. All right, <laughs> Extra Creek clears. Boys, you play soccer. A player from the other team purposely hits you when the referee isn't looking. Do you, A, hit him back even harder and make sure Absolutely. he knows. Absolutely. Hit him. Hit him hard. Okay. okay. There's two more <laughs> options. B, walk away and focus on winning the game. Or C, quit.
0: I think hit him hard. <laughs> no? Mm,
1: maybe. The fifth grader seems to disagree. Brad, I'm going to ask you to lock that in with two buzzers. All right, what do you think it is? Hit him hard. Hit him hard. What a surprise. No points for you. Actual scoreboard says fools give full vent to their rage. Unlike Brad, one of our pastors on staff, but the wise bring calm in the end. No points for the boys. All right, we've got time for one more bonus question for you guys, and it's going to the girls. Girls, here is your bonus round. You've heard of a vitamin drink that is supposed to make te- you test better than ever before. You don't even have to study. Just one bottle of this expensive potion, and you'll be getting all A's on your tests. you got to order online. It costs 49 99 You can call now. No shipping and handling. <laughs> is it A, borrow your mom's credit card when she's not looking and order five bottles right away? B, ask your parents what they think about this method of test taking? Or C, have someone else order it for you and share some with others?
0: I could definitely use some help with the test, but I think we should ask our parents about that.
1: Well, if you saw it or heard it online, you would know it has to be good. (laughs)
0: It's a good, that's a really good point. So how about we, let's meet in the middle. If we have someone else order it, then it doesn't have to be our fault. Okay, so C. (laughs)
1: All right. You said C, and the correct answer was not C. An unthinking person believes everything they read online, says the Bible, but the prudent one (laughs) thinks before acting. I'm sorry. We have had no points on this episode of Are You Wise? in a Fifth Grader, but let's give it up for our contestants. We'll see you back next time.
0: they say from the mouths of babes. So we get to speak, um, I get to speak on foolishness, on the proverbial fool. And you know, um, the Bible has a lot to say about wisdom throughout it, but the bulk of that material on wisdom and on foolishness is found in the book of Proverbs. Um, We want to kind of think about what we understand without even looking at the Bible. What do we understand about foolishness? But for one thing, we have to look at foolishness and understand it in context to wisdom. Just like you have to understand light in context of dark. So we're going to be looking at that contrast between wisdom and foolishness. We're going to see some of those warning signs of what foolishness looks like. And and here, we're going to see the anatomy of a fool. Basically how they, they think and how they act. And God's prescription against foolishness, that is, towards getting wisdom. And then a surprising twist at the end which will leave us all asking, whose fool am I? So, um... Let's think about a fool, just off of the top of your head, right? Someone who's impulsive, opinionated, hot-tempered, rash with their judgments or actions. I mean, fools, you you probably have something in your mind. Uh, The Webster has has a definition, I looked it up. A person who lacks good sense and judgment. A person who is stupid or silly. So, you know, when you think about a person like... Okay, thanks for bringing my family into the thing. Um, th- th- this is, that was Mary Ethel, Sue Bob, um, along with my husband and me. And she took place in uh, a part of, with VBS. She's very silly, that is true. But we also have to think about what a fool is not. We're not talking about someone who's uneducated or unsophisticated. This is a lot deeper issue than educational or cultural or social aspects. For instance, think about that movie, when, the, when, when our, um, the gods must be crazy, remember that one? So this tribal man who's completely ignorant of Western ways was actually very wise. And, and maybe you all can think of someone, that, that person, think about that person who is really brilliant when it comes to business or, um, or maybe uh, technology or politics or medicine, but their, their relationships are disastrous. Or think about the person who's really successful and popular when it comes to sports or music or maybe acting, but they have ruined their life with foolish financial decisions or, or a foolish decision to be involved with alcohol and drugs. We, we know that kind of thing. So this is, it's, and it's not just the person who has to get up and make everybody laugh, right? Like, the class clown. That's not, although I always found it interesting that a class clown is called a wise guy. Because really being disruptive and disrespectful is not the least bit wise. But that's our culture. So, before we get a clearer picture and and really focus in on the, the fool, I want to get a closer look at wisdom. And that is meet wisdom. Wisdom is a woman woman wisdom and we meet her in the book of Proverbs in fact um, right away in in Proverbs 8 verses 27 through 33 we see this is woman wisdom and you can meet her she was there when the heavens were set in place at the very beginning of creation when he marked out there and he and he got everything in motion she was constantly at his side filled with delight day after day and rejoicing always in his presence, delighting in mankind. Wisdom, this attribute of God, delighting in his making of mankind. Now then, my children, says woman, wisdom, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't disregard it. So she's saying there is a created order that God has made and it's woven into the very Fabric of creation the entire universe has this this fingerprint of God and Then woman wisdom says and and this is the warning. This is her plea And I love this out in the open wisdom calls aloud in other words This isn't just in the church or in the synagogue at the time or in Jerusalem to everybody to hear her This is an open plea for all people to hear her. She raises her voice in the public square on top of the wall so on the rooftop she's shouting it. how long will you who are simple love your simple ways how long will mockers, mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge a fool hates knowledge since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes for the waywardness of the simple will kill them the complacency of fools will destroy them But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. So maybe you, this is a warning. Maybe you've heard the expression, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Woman wisdom included. It reminds me of my mama used to say it this way. You made your bed, now you can sleep in it. You know, you're like, you did this, you created this, now you get to deal with it. And that's what she's saying. You ignore me, you will have the C word, consequences, right? This is a great parental word, consequences. Now you get to deal with the consequences. <laughs> well, that's just a, kids, if your mother ever uses that, listen to her. Um, So we know that there's this warning and that there's this universal law that is in place. There are we learn from her there are physical and spiritual laws that are actually woven into um, into the world. There are physical laws you can't ignore. I mean if you do you're a fool Uh, laws like gravity. Right? Momentum, measurable, scientifically measurable laws that are in place and we are foolish if we ignore these basic laws of cause and effect. So, let's think about a program that was really popular on MTV back in 2000, 2002 and w- what made this show so popular is that these young fools, I mean these young men, they actually made a show of ignoring and pushing the boundaries of basic physical principles. The show was called, yes, and, um, and that's really, it could have been, oh, that's got to hurt because that's what you said over and, oh, man, that's got to hurt, and, and they made a show of their foolishness and reminds me of that Bruce Lee quote that, that showing off is a fool's idea of glory, but the show is really, really popular. Maybe people enjoyed watching other people make a fool of themselves. I don't know. But Proverbs actually addresses that very thing that was happening in that particular show. And it and um, Proverbs 14 16 says the wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. That would kind of sum up that show and the foolishness of it. So we're going to talk about um, the folly of different kinds of beliefs because besides a physical order in the universe there is a spiritual and moral order a a givenness to the way god made things the way he created it to be and you know i um i teach up at camp idrahaji in the summertime and i just came back from a week up at idrahaji i teach the youngest kids but i love to teach them some foundational things about about who God is and who we are. And so I love to teach them this. I mean, no matter how young you are, you've got to understand this underlying foundational principle. We are created by God in the image of God for relationship with God. That is just the way it is. We are made a certain way, and God made the world a certain way. And a relativist, the folly of the relativist, is that they just say, hey, I can do whatever I want to do. I'll live the way I want to live, you live the way you live. We'll just all do whatever we want to do. And that's folly because it ignores this spiritual order, this givenness of creation, of the spiritual and moral order. So there's foolishness in that, that uh, the relativist that just says, "I'll, I'll just do whatever I want to do. And it's okay because it's not. And in fact, when you live that way, it's foolishness. But there's also the folly of the moralist. Now the moralist um, looks at the world and, and says, well, if you, if you do everything right, everything will go right, right? And, and there is foolishness to that, be- because you have to understand, there, there is a givenness, there is a, there is a moral spiritual order woven into the fabric, but you're ignore- if you're a moralist, you're ignoring a really important fact. The world is broken. It is a fallen world and one of the things i love to teach in my for my fifth and sixth graders against again a foundational thing things are not always what they appear right we have satan the enemy of our souls the prince of darkness who can disguise himself as an angel of light things are not always what they appear and it is a fallen broken world so we have two Proverbs that really highlight this now before I talk about these two I have to say again throughout this series of Proverbs we've been um, Various people have brought up that you can't take any one proverb and does not sum up the the whole of the wisdom Proverbs were meant to be categorized and, and grouped together and then discussed in community so one proverb doesn't state the whole of the wisdom and, by the way, and if, if you haven't done it yet, and I, maybe somebody else has mentioned it, I think Larry did, but the Bible Project has a wonderful series. It's the wisdom literature, and they made these videos on it. And it just sums it up so well. And, in fact, if you've wondered what this little thing is in that symbol that we see throughout this series, and you're like, what does that little needle have to do? with Proverbs. If you watch that Bible Project video, you'll see this needle and thread actually moving throughout this thing because it talks about this, this wisdom of, of God that is woven throughout all of creation. And it sums it up so well, how the world was made. And if you ignore that thread of wisdom, everything unravels. So if you haven't watched that, I would certainly suggest um, doing so. But, so here we have two different Proverbs. the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice, which is basically saying fools are terrible at making decisions because they won't listen to to, um, any advice, and they're impulsive and all that stuff. So fools are terrible at making decisions, and it's probably going to blow up in their face. That's what 12.15 says. But now look at 14.12. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. That doesn't say, there is a way that appears to be right to a fool. But in the end, it just says, to a person, to anyone, because it's a fallen world. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it will lead to death, which is to say, you might seek advice, you might be really, really strategic and have really thought it through, and it will still blow up in your face just like a fool can just jump into something and it amazingly turns out. How did that happen? It is a fallen world. And everything isn't, a moralist says, if, if everything's really good, then it's going to be, but it isn't like that. You know, you know where we read about that is in the book of Job. That wisdom literature. Remember Job's friends who come up to him and they're like, dude, well, they probably didn't say that. They said, Job, you sinneth and therefore everything is going wrong in your life." And they told him basically, hey, you got to repent because obviously you did something wrong or things wouldn't be so terrible in your life. They were holding intention. They were not holding intention that there is a created order and it's a fallen world. So they were fools and they were also terrible friends, by the way. So it's um, it's folly to be a moralist. Um, Oh, and by the way, the, the world totally understands this concept. Probably all of you can finish this sentence. The best laid plans of mice and men often go astray or awry, right? The world gets it. And there's a really famous bumper sticker that just sums it up in two words. Stuff happens, right? Just, I mean, just, that's because it is a fallen world. So let's look at the anatomy of a fool, what they actually are up to and what they look like. We're going to start with the bottom. We're going to start with the feet. Okay. now the feet of a fool, if you were to sum it up, I would say they're reckless. Yep, reckless feet. And in fact, there is a proverb that speaks specifically about the feet of a fool. And it is the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and they pay the penalty. It reminded me um, right away of, um, I I was in Norway one time and when I was in college, which was awesome, and I was cross-country skiing through Norway in the wilds and I met up with this German guy and we were touring around and we got really close, we could tell from our map that there was a fjord, you know what those fjords are, those really deep, that end in water and so we thought oh let's get closer and look so we cross country ski right up to the edge and we're like "Man, that is so cool and we're looking down thousands of feet into the fjord and we hear this voice behind us um, there was a tour guide who had had a group and he was like ah, he's freaking out in Norwegian and wait motioning to us so we kind of go "Oh, we go back and and he yells at us in English Norwegian German and says, you idiots, which really comes through very well in any language, you idiots, don't you know the danger of going right up to the edge on snow? Look, at-. and he was just, you could see, he was ashen almost, just fearing for what we had almost done by just going right up to the edge and looking over. Now, we didn't know, we were ignorant. We didn't know that. But then all of a sudden, and if we had done it again, that would be foolish. Um, but that the foolishness of what we had done plagued me. I had nightmares of being on the edge of a s- and it just caving in and going, which people had literally died that way, going on the edge of a fjord, the snow, and it collapsing and they fall to their death. <sighs> so I, I get it, but the reckless would, would, would just, the, the fool would see that and just keep going anyway. So don't be a fool. Um, let's go ahead and look at the uh, hand. Um, The hands are just, they're up to no good. They're doing wrong. In fact, here's the verse that talks about the hands of a fool. Doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. Again, we see this contrast, a fool versus the wise. And, And let's look again, let's look at the eyes. The eyes, they're always wandering. They're always wandering, like looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love into me. Anyway, so but that's the whole thing, right? It's this restlessness, this I'm gonna find something better somewhere else. The grass is always greener, an ingratitude, a covetousness That that's the eyes of a fool. In fact, they have a discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Always looking for the better thing when the perfect thing is right in front of them. God offers us goodness and mercy. And, and then the fool is just like, mm, yeah, I'm going to find something better, more interesting, more popular, more cool, more, more whatever. So the eyes of a fool are wandering. How about the ears? What's up with the ears? They, uh, yeah, selective hearing. You ever said that about your children, parents? Select, or your husbands, wives? Um, selective hearing hearing. So um, here are some verses we can read about the hearing, the ears of a fool. A wise then heeds his father's instruction, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. A fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. Do not even speak to fools, for they will scorn your prudent words. They're not Listening? Do you hear the words that coming out of my mouth? No, apparently not. So um, they're they're not listening. And youth, just this for any of you youth that are in here, this is why your parents so go so crazy when they start to tell you something really wise, and you go, "I know," because they're like, "No, you don't know, or I wouldn't have to be telling you this." So don't say, "I know." Say, "Oh, wise father. Oh, wonderful mother." I hearken unto your voice and that would be really wise. Try it on, just try it on. I'm just saying, there is some wisdom to that. All right, that's not gonna happen. Next, Um, ooh, the mouth of a fool is a big problem. In fact, the mouth of a fool is probably the biggest hallmark of a fool. Here's just some of the things it says about the, the mouth or the tongue. The soothing tongue is a tree of life but a perverse tongue or a foolish tongue in some crushes the spirit. 18 to fools nine find no pleasure in understanding, but they delight in airing their own opinions. They're not looking for more information. They just have an opinion and they want to say it. I I was one time looking for reviews on a particular book. And I on the you know, Internet and I found this this one. I won't even say it, it was a group associated with a particular church and these youth had their own little website with commentary on things. And so I watched about 10 minutes of it and and over and over said, well, I haven't read it, but blah, 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 blah. well, I haven't read it, but blah, 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 blah. I'm like, why are you talking about this if you haven't even read it? You have opinions, but you have not informed yourself. And that is one of the hallmarks of a fool. The mouth. Now, my dad used to say to me, better that you keep your mouth shut and make people wonder if you're a fool than open it and remove all doubt. Now, he said that like it was scripture, and I actually thought it was, Um, but it wasn't. But interestingly, scripture actually has that very idea. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent, and they're thought discerning if they hold their tongues so if you're feeling foolish in a moment probably the best thing for you to do would be to keep your mouth shut Mm -hmm. Uh, oh and here's a warning for all of us in the digital age this is not just about our mouth we have an ability to be really foolish with our words every day in so many ways we can post and tweet and blog our way into foolishness many times, right? So this isn't just about what we say, but what we put out there. And really, let's maybe just not do that so much <laughs> and be more willing as wi- wise people. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. So now we get into a little bit more of the, the problems areas for a fool, their, their mind. The the head or the mind of a fool is self-reliant. Let's look at what Proverbs has to say about the mind of a fool. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. But he who walks in wisdom will be delivered, will be saved. So we know that our, our minds are not supposed to be just, you know, like, oh, yeah, I got it all figured out. But we look for wisdom. And where do we find wisdom? We find it in the one who created all things. Let's see, the next part of a, of a fool that is really not just a fool anymore, but when the heart gets involved, when the heart gets involved, it's, and, and the heart that is proud is a foolish heart. And then we, go, we, we step from being foolish to being wicked, to, to sin. Look, there are some verses that really address this issue of the heart and foolishness. This is from Psalms, but it just, it sums up so well where the foolishness of the heart starts. A fool says in his heart, there is no God. There is no created order. There is nothing. I'm the most important. A fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, their deeds are vile, and there is no one who does good. When you say there is no moral order, there is no higher order, power even man, you're a fool because you're ignoring the very obvious created order that God has there are some other verses about the heart the prudent keep their knowledge to themselves but a fool's heart blurts out folly a person's own folly leads their, them to ruin yet their heart rages against the Lord they do foolishness and then they'll they'll rage against the Lord like it's his fault nothing worked out for me. In the midst of their own foolishness, they blame God. So we know that pride, when that starts, when when there's this, this, I got it all figured out and I am on my own, that's cancer. That's cancer of the heart. Pride is cancer of the heart. So that is not a very pretty picture, the picture of the fool. And um, we cannot exhaustively talk about the fool. There are so many verses in the midst of Proverb that talk about foolishness, many of which we haven't even talked about. But I bet even as I was talking about a lot of those things, somebody came to mind, right? Like there's that person who on Facebook or Instagram, they're like, oh my gosh, They just need to stop. Or there's that person at the office that brags about their weekend or or, or there's that child that will not listen to your advice. Or there's that person driving in front of you and their fool might not be exactly what you call them. Um, There's typically the I word, idiot. And then there's the B word. Bozo, right? But it's all the same thing. There's like, they're just—they're such a fool, and uh, and then and and really, everyone has an idea. When when you think about the fool, it's always that somebody else. But here is the truth about the fool. Everybody plays the fool. fool. No No exception exception to to the the rule. Motown everybody plays the everybody fool sometimes okay yes everybody plays the fool everybody plays the fool we all have fo- in fact proverbs 22:15 15 says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child you know who we are the children of god and we are foolish we are foolish And we need a parent, a perfect parent to help us with our foolishness. We sang about it, he's a good, good father. He's the perfect parent to help us get over our foolishness. If we listen to him, if we seek him. So God's prescription for not being a fool, that is for getting wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom which is to despise the character of god and they despise instruction so that's the very beginning it starts actually with the heart with acknowledging god in our heart we have to seek him in fact i love many people have this next verse as a life verse or at least you know it by heart it is it says so much Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, there it is, the heart and the mind that are focused on God and not independent. In all your ways, in all your ways, you submit, humble yourself before him. He'll make your path straight. He'll keep you straight because he's the good, good father, the perfect parent. And when our heart and our mind stop doing that independent, proud thing and in humility seek him, then... We are on our way to wisdom. So, but not just, not just, I mean, you know, it's interestingly, when we seek him, we find her, woman wisdom. (laughs) And that's a, that's a good thing. Um, Proverbs, going back to Proverbs 8, says, Now then, my children, this is woman wisdom speaking, Listen to me. Blessed are those who actually keep my ways, who listen to my instruction, and they are wise, so, and they don't disregard it. They actually, they keep the ways. In other words, they put it into action. They put it into motion. And isn't it amazing that 2,000 years later, someone came along who embodied perfect wisdom, and he said this. Remember the story of the wise man and the foolish man? saying about it when your little wise man built his house upon the rock now a lot of times if i say what's the rock it's not jesus not just jesus it's doing what jesus said that's what's wise puts into practice that's what makes a man wise not just hearing it but doing it and what makes a man foolish to hear those words and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice It's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And you know what happened to that foolish man that built his house on the sand? It went (laughs) exactly. Thank you for the sound effect right there. That's right. It splat. It went down. So we want to be wise people. Don't be a fool. And you need Jesus. Jesus is the he is the one when we seek him, when we follow him, when we listen for him. I pitied a fool that doesn't listen, a the fool that doesn't put those words into action. And you know what? God pities the fool. He has mercy on us, the fools. God had mercy on us, the lost, the sick, the dying. He sent one, the only one who could save us from our own foolishness, his son, Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians, we see those called by god to salvation both jews and gentiles christ is the power of god he is the wisdom of god wisdom who was with god at the beginning of creation jesus embodies that and he came down to earth perfect form of god's wisdom and god's love here for us emmanuel god with us with wisdom and so we look to jesus jesus ushered in the kingdom of God. But here's the news. It's an upside down kingdom. When Jesus came, it was the whole thing was upside down. From his unlikely birth to his painful suffering death, it was all upside down. So here's God's plan. The king of the universe, creator of all things, comes down to earth as a baby as a as in vulnerable infant, born, by the way, not of nobility, but by a pregnant teenager in some backward town called Bethlehem that is nowhere, and no, not in a palace with, with comfort and attendance, but in a barn attended by shepherds, the lowest of the low. How does this make sense? That's God's wisdom. He sent Jesus. And Jesus' teaching was completely upside down. How do you make sense of this? Okay, you've got to love your enemies. And the first will be last. And the last will be first. And to be great, you have to be a servant. How does that make sense? He turned everything upside down. Here, Proverbs is saying, here's how to be wise and you'll live and you'll speak and you'll act wisely. And God comes along and says, yeah, well, but I expect you to be foolish when you talk about my son, 1 Corinthians. Stop deceiving yourselves if you think you're wise by this world's standards. You need to become a fool to be truly wise. The wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. He traps the wise in their own cleverness. man. So now, after finding out how we can be wise, God says, you gotta become a fool to be truly wise. And it turns us upside down. So God is going to send his son to defeat evil and save us. And he dies. He's betrayed and he's tortured and he dies on a cross. And the cross is the wisdom of God and the love of God in motion that is available to us, but it's foolishness to the rest of the world. It doesn't look like a good idea, but it's our saving grace. So God says, do the foolish thing. Repent. Stop what you're doing. Come to your senses. Turn around and return to him like the prodigal son right? He stops and he says, man, what am I doing here? I'd be better off at my father's house as a servant. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. We need to repent and return to God. We become fools. We want to become a fool. A fool for Christ back in the late 60s early 70s there was this movement that happened around the world but it started in california on the west coast the hippies right the jesus movement and everyone went they were just getting crazy about jesus and there's this pastor that came out of that movement and he tells a story of this this man he saw um and he was walking down the busy city streets in california and he had one of those sandwich board things on and it said i'm a fool for christ Now, he probably looked pretty foolish. And if you watched that man long enough, you would see on the back of his board it said, whose fool are you? Because everybody is somebody's fool. So whose fool are you? Are you gonna be a fool for Christ and live for him Follow him with your feet. Serve him with your hands. Look to him with your eyes. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Are you going to listen for him, my sheep? Hear my voice. Are you going to proclaim him as Lord? Be a fool for Christ. That is what leads to wisdom. We are asked to be a fool for Christ. And that's the invitation. Be wise by being a fool for Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, we we need you because of our foolishness. And we thank you that you sent your son to embody your wisdom and your love. We thank you for the foolishness of the cross that is our salvation. God, we thank you for your wisdom and your grace and your love that is our salvation. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody says, amen.